you want a cup of tea or anything? Yeah, sure, I'll snag one now. Okay, go on, James. I got my, I got my mic rolling, so we can just start whenever you're ready. Right. Unless you want the engine. James, help He's me like, just taking over. Yeah, he does this all the time. He commandeers the kettle everywhere he goes. I can make fucking tea. It's how he so it's how he shows dominance. I give you a good cup. Oh wow! Oh, oh. <laughs> well. I'd say you're the first one to say that to me today, but no. Why else want to plug the kettle in? Was it plugged in? No. Can't make tea. I know HD well. That's actually quite good because I use Khan on literally a daily basis. <laughs> she knows you too well, man. Indeed. Yes. Most people do. That's why I will retire to a lighthouse for several years. <laughs> I'm a scroobiest pit. Yeah. Watch, here's the, here's the goal, watch. Oh. They had Williams and Fred and Maguire all over, all over Van Dyke and they all missed him. I don't, I'm not sure how you miss Van the tallest man on the pitch, but... And also, like, easily the biggest guy on the pitch. Yeah. Like, you know. It's mad, like. Although the corner was on an absolute fucking piece for him, like. Good old Trent. I will say the um, the kettle boiling is actually giving the, the Audacity a nice baseline to work off. So. <laughs> <laughs> Coming to you live from the blizzards. Unnecessary journeys. Don't, don't go outside. Don't swim <laughs> in the sea. <laughs> don't go don't petting sheep. Some treacherous <laughs> Don't so go voting Fine Gael. I mean, what? Yeah. Oof. Oh, what a touch. Oh yeah, I saw that fucking the tweet about uh, the keeper. Yeah. I was like, I've actually gotten two of them in my time. I was a gag keeper. Those cunts don't give a shit. Yeah. You know, at least in like soccer, you're like when the keeper has the ball, you can't really do anything. Mm. But in gag, like you're allowed to fucking tackle the keeper. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I did tell you about the time like here. Yes. In, in the, college, yeah. yeah like, the the, the Brit. The, they got the Brit in. Oh, oh yeah. I got the ball. <laughs> Yeah, they're still allowed to tackle you, man. <laughs> <laughs> and if you have the ball and you go into the goal, it's still a goal. <laughs> Most corner goals conceded. How are we nowhere near that top? Well, you could, you could be like oh, seven. Sorry. Maybe not, you could be not a three-way draw there. Not yeah, only not with two only teams that. in the bottom three. But not only that, but the inverse. Most goals scored directly from a corner... We're top of that fucking list. Second second phase football. Literally that's... Twilight Zone shit. Yeah. Good evening. Now you've got your lines, you've got the Larry's underneath it. Barry's tea? Yeah. What do you have Barry's tea? Barry's tea is lovely. You fucking <sighs> phone dress. No, it's the wrong answer, lads. <coughs> wrong answer. Get the fuck out of my house. That's the wrong <laughs> answer. Fucking keep with that Barry's tea. <laughs> <laughs> Liverpool are holding on. Tan. Hit the post again. Furnaces hit the post this time. Liverpool ladies having are, are winning a match. <gasps> One nil. One nil. As opposed also to losing. Keeper, yes. keeper has made a double save from a penalty. Nice. 
and Liverpool have hit the post three times. Oh, did you see, have you seen Troy Deeney's penalty? Yes. <laughs> Top rope Troy can't take a fucking penalty. <laughs> oh, man. That's brilliant. He's missed three of his last six. Yeah. He's a 50% penalty ratio because he's a fucking arsehole. <laughs> but the worst thing I is... I don't think that I kicked, uh, picked up that fucking arsehole comment. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be the first it won't be the first or second last time we'll hear the phrase fucking arsehole in the next hour or so <laughs> and it is going to be an hour because we're under the cosh brilliant <laughs> Andrew Allen tweeted out when he missed the penalty he's like Troy Deeney is history's greatest monster <laughs> <laughs> apparently we can't hear this now but apparently the Man United fans are chanting yeah the, oh. the sun was right you're fucking murderers oh. <laughs> okay what uh, Hillsborough yeah. Oh, right. yeah, that whole chestnut, and uh, yeah, nice. God, look how fat Luke Shaw is. You can see his belly. He really is. Uh, that's the thing. Like, he's just a big block of fucking sausage. That's see. I keep trying to like. There's players like low built players like Kalazanach who look heavy, mm. but you know they're in actually really quite good shape. Oh, 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 oh! I'm gonna no, read it. No. <laughs> uh, nah, that's definitely a free out. How is that not a no. free out? You just fucking cleared the keeper out. What the, what the shit? Van Dijk clearly fouls the hair. I mean, he clears it out. Clearly clears him out. They're looking at it. Are they? Looks like it. They're booking booking the hair. He's booked the hair. Oh, he's definitely, that's definitely a foul. Yeah, that's it. That's a foul. Yeah, it has to be. He's followed through. He's backed into him, yeah. Yeah, he's backed into him, like. Yeah. And the hair had hands on the ball, so he's got pressed, he's got, he, he slipped it though, isn't he? Don't unmute it. Yeah, it's been disallowed. It has to be. Yeah, there has to. There's no way it could have been could have stood. There's no way I could have stood. It's still though. It was funny. Oh, that was great. It was a great finish. Yeah. We know just bends that in. No, that's fucking obvious. Like, come on. Remind me, by the way, to put Just that. Think in. of the rules whenever you're playing school. I think I what they're looking. You played on for a second, so it's grand. I think what they're thinking, what they're looking Ooh. at, is whether or not. Yeah, it's been chopped off. Yeah, yeah, they reset. The, I think what they were looking. If at... If I got a head on it. No, well, maybe, but also that the hair fumbled the ball. Yes, yeah. as and opposed, then got and hit. then got fouled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What not came got first? Hit in the method of it. That makes sense. Yeah. Right, Neil, yeah, get yourself settled. Off for the next hour. Um, Mute. Yeah. Where does he go? <laughs> he has a naughty hole. You don't want to know. You <laughs> looking for biscuits or something? Uh, Shukra. Oh, uh, yeah, you yeah, have sugar butter. You <laughs> should have some of that. You have to explain it. Does he call it Sharker? Sharker. Sharker. Sunker. Wait, it's Law Day. It's <laughs> what? Uh, he it was banter from the last podcast. podcast. Oh, oh my god, that would have been brilliant! Holy shit. Oh, Firmino's in the fucking mood today, lads. Firmino was on it. 
The power of Christ compels him. It's a baptism, man. Getting it. nearly drowned by Allison is really added oh. to his game. Oh. Fuck it. Right, see us. Bye. To Check yourself. Where you wreck yourself? Oh, yeah. Okay, we'll get it. I'll get the intro going, lads. So. Go! Yes. Yes. Yes, 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 yes! That was a goal. Striker! That was liquid football! Uh, Shit! Did you see that? Hello everybody, it's your friend at Monday Madness and welcome to the latest edition of the That Was Liquid Football podcast. What your usual, usual suspects, Johnson, Neil and Rachel joining you for this one. And uh, So one, definitely one episode this time, we have no wine. We're on a tight schedule and we're watching Liverpool Man United. What could possibly go wrong? We will be getting drunk later on though to make up for it. Yeah, yeah but we, we won't have we won't be live for that though. That's the thing. Have, <laughs> you say that now, but you'll be like, this stuff is gold. <laughs> Bring out the tape recorder. I'll just have the microphone slowly rising from the table. Just just for the collection, like At so. Least it's just the microphone. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. What time? What time? Please, please, please consult your doctor if your penis can record audio. <laughs> Any case, uh, we're going to start off with the show as we normally do with a round of transfer guff. Being the appropriate fucking word for it. Absolutely. I have had to swathe through guff because it's January and this is how it works. Although, in fairness, it's actually been fairly quiet. So, I've decided to experiment it's, it's been a little quiet bit. It's for me because I've been ignoring an awful lot Same of here. It yeah. Because it's all just total bollocks. It's all been players with the surname Fernandez. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's all it. And that's kind of like what's inspired me with this one. So, what I've done oh, is... Oh, God. I've done a young player special. All oh. right. So, two of these stories are real. And one of these stories is based on my FIFA save file and is a fictional player. Oh. One of these players don't exist. Oh. Okay. So, don't exist. our top story comes from the Daily Mirror. Okay. And they're reporting on Manchester United's latest scouting project, which is a player from Birmingham City by the name of Jude Bellingham. Oh, He's 16 years old, plays all across the midfield and already has scored four goals this season. So Man United are deeply serious about signing him. They think he's like a slotted replacement for the for a Solskjaer team. And they're happy to spend £16.5 million on him. <laughs> on a 16-year-old player. Uh, so that's Daily Mirror <laughs> reported Jude Bellingham as we see Andrews Perra falling over. So oh, he just got cleared the fuck out. Also, just before that, uh, Hendo just sent two Manchester United players back to Division 1. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> With a, with a no look pass, like right between the two of them. Now it didn't come to fucking anything. But it, it that shows oh. how far United have slipped that Jordan Henderson is selling them out for to the river. Like yeah, that's, that's that's it. When he gets sold out by Jordan Henderson, that's it. Just quick, resign. Yeah, yeah. yeah. resign your post. Delete your account. Yeah. Okay, our second story then is coming from ESPN FC and specifically Melissa Reddy, who does a lot of Liverpool exclusive stuff, and she has got a scoop. 
She thinks that Liverpool are leading a raft of Premier League clubs to the signing of a 17-year-old striker dubbed the next Robert Lewandowski. Um, he is a Lashia Gdansk hotshot called Peter Szerzanowski, and he's averaging a goal per game for the Poland under-18s. Uh, Liverpool believe that he is already good enough to break into the first team. So they'll do what they've done with the likes of Harvey Elliott and other players who've signed like that. Yeah, right. So, okay. And our final story then comes from the Manchester Evening News. And they're reporting that Manchester City youngster Ian Carlo Poveda Ocampo is signing for Leeds United on a permanent deal. He's Colombian, Colombian born, but he just, he's declared for England. Uh, he's 17 years old, winger, and he's attracting attention from pretty much all the top Serie A clubs. But. Uh, apparently, he wants to play under Marcelo Bielsa. That is the difference between them. And apparently, it's almost signed, sealed and delivered. <gasps> so, your three stories. One of these are fake. Jude Bellingham to Manchester United. Peter Scherzanowski to Liverpool. Or Ian Carlo Poveda Ocampo to Leeds. I'll go with the Ocampo one as being bollocks. I'm going to say the Birmingham lad, Bellingham. That sounds like such a FIFA manager name. Mm. Jude Bellingham. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like throw a load of Scrabble tiles down and see what name you can get. Yeah. yeah it sounds like the... an extra out of Peaky Binders. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Jude part, isn't it? Hi, Jude. And it's Birmingham as well. Birmingham, yeah. Birmingham as well. Anyway, so the first real story I have is actually from Birmingham. It's actually Jude oh, Bellingham. Fuck's that sake. is a real story. He's a real player and he's actually quite good. <laughs> Um, well done to Jude Bellingham for existing. Yeah, I've actually that story is old. Apparently, United have topped their offer to twenty one billion. Fuck sake. Because it's Man United and they don't know how to do business. It's Edward. They also don't know how to play football. Just yeah. what we're just seeing here. Yeah, in fairness, we're talking time with them at this stage. Yeah. Oh, that's my that's my captain. That's my captain. Oh, that's not my Firmino. Yeah. My other real story though comes from the other side of Manchester oh, fuck off. and Ian Carlo Pavedo Ocampo is a real player, a real player. Uh, and he's signing for Leeds Leeds are signing nothing but youngsters even though they are see, the shitting the bed in a promotion thing, race the thing is, is that yeah all I've heard about Leeds is them shitting themselves yep. I've not heard anything about uh, them signing anybody in fact I've heard the opposite I've yep. heard like loads of shit about them not signing anybody mm. and losing players yes uh, so that's why I went with that one yep. apparently like the last the last two seasons that they're like They've always had they've had a Bielsa slump. It's yeah. it's it's something and it's that always happens. in January. They're like they rocket up until January. Yeah. Lose a load of players and then they're like, oh shit. Oh no, Bam- it's a thing with they, Bielsa they, they teams overall. That, they realise yeah, that yeah. Bamford's just not up for it. <laughs> Shockingly. And he's their yeah. only striker. <laughs> Literally they got yeah. rid of Inketia. Although they are trying to get someone from Southampton. Yeah. I know, but like yeah. Any case. Um so yes, the, my fake story is Peter Scherzanowski. Um, this is from a massively old save file, and the reason I remember him was because he glitched out and he was 99. <laughs> he was a top player in FIFA, and he, like he had massive pace, massive power, so he could he was unstoppable. Yeah. <laughs> so and he was completely broken. So I'm just saying, lads, in 2029 there will be a player called that, and he will take over the world. So watch out for that. Amen, Robert. Indeed. So let's move on then to our new abridged Premier League rundown. Yeah. Not for- 
fairly quiet match days compared to the Christmas period and you know like sackings and all this sort of stuff. Yeah, so I think it's been quite <clears> enough. It's um, been fairly quiet, yeah. People so, just still really stuffed from all the food at Christmas. And yeah, that, and they're, they're too busy trying to sign like you know Glenn Murray or something or like that. Or some Fernandez. Yeah, some some Fernandez. There's a the title for the podcast. <laughs> well, yeah, what's in now the Vogue thing now is Fernandez is that end of an S. Not yes, Z. this is the difference. None of yeah. them are Fernandez's with a Z. No, it's 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 like an off market, like aftermarket sh- yeah. Fernandez. It's total like it's alphabetism it's against. Oh, yes! Genuine album! 2-0! I thought he fucking saved that. Oh, oh, it's offside. Well offside. Damn it. That's a second goal we've had shot off. Oh, dear. We're going to lose. We're going to draw this one all, aren't we? Yeah, you absolutely are. It's Manchester yeah. United. I want to see this again. Uh, is he? He is off. He's yeah, off he's there. Off. Yeah, he's off. Yeah, yeah. He's off. Although, Maguire's arse could be playing him on side. But I don't know. I don't think it's that big. In any case, so with this rundown... Oh, actually, they are checking it, but I think he is off. Yeah, he is off. Yeah. Brilliant. So, uh, with this rundown, we are just going to call it the scores, uh, and we're going to go into focus then with whichever match intrigued Three. us over the weekend. Three. Yes. Three. So, Sheffield United beat uh, West Ham 1 in a verific var- um, Friday Night Football, which we will get to in VAR Wars. Crystal Palace uh, drew 1-0 uh, with Arsenal, which, Neil, you'll be talking about uh, momentarily. What? Everton um, beat Brighton 1-0 in a particularly drop game. Uh, Leicester, yeah, it's Everton, yeah. <laughs> it's Everton, yeah. yeah. Uh, Leicester beat Southampton two one. Uh, Rachel, you'll be taking that one shortly. Yeah, I mean, know so much about that. Really <laughs> true, what happened? Yeah, uh, Man United beat Norwich four 0 which was great. Good for them, I suppose. Uh, Chelsea beat Burnley three 0 Good for them as well. Uh, Newcastle held Wolves to a one-all draw. Miguel Almiron scoring another goal, which, which means the curse has been lifted because he scored three and three. Oh, what a time to be alive. By the princess. He must have been, yeah. yeah. Who's the princess in that team? Longstaff? Mm-hmm. Has to be one of the Longstaffs. Or maybe Brucey himself. No, yeah, I think Brucey. Yeah, Brucey. it's one of his novels. Brucey in a wig. Yes, yeah. Oh, Mrs. Bruce. Veil. Yeah, it'd be Mrs. Bruce, yeah. After he's finished Storm and Weddings. Andrew. <laughs> 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 I remember that account. That was so funny. It's still going. It's still going. Oh, of course, yeah. Steve Bruce at Weddings. Anyway, moving on then, we have uh, Tottenham nil Liverpool 1, which is the evening kickoff. I'll be talking about that shit soon. And then our two Sunday games was a 3-0 win for Watford against Bournemouth and a 6-1 win for Man City against Aston Villa, which was just not fair. Um, so Neil, would you like to talk to us about Crystal Palace Arsenal? I believe it was a particularly humdrum game with no controversial things whatsoever. Uh, <laughs> phony, I fucking wish. Anyway, yeah, uh... I suppose it's been quite typical of um, our, our games recently under Arteta. Well, um, by the way, that's got good and bad tinges to it. Yes. Um, <clears throat> kind of dominated Palace. Mm. Uh, kind of, We've kind of slipped back into this old form that we used to have of doing really well and then conceding shit goals. Yes. Oh, man. And the goal we shipped was... It was so unlucky shit. because it was such a rotten deflection as yeah. well. Yeah. We're now, like, we're now joint top for having conceded deflected goals now. Mm. Well, uh, uh, especially after this weekend. Oh no! After the, after yeah. after this weekend, yeah, that put us with him one, mm. and then this weekend put us all down. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, fucking cruising yeah. along, dominating, 
Uh, the goal from Aubameyang was... Great play. Oh, super great super super. play, yeah. I mean, for all the shit that we're talking about, wingers and all the stuff, this mm. is literally just straight down the fucking middle. Urzel pulling the strings, right to Lacazette. Lacazette actually showing why we failed him. What I loved it was that Pepe was playing like parallel to the goal yeah. to set up Lacazette. I, li- I really liked that. Really I know, liked it was just fucking goal. brilliant, yeah. yeah. Uh, just dunk, 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 ding, ding. And by the way, like, despite the sumptuousness of all of the passes... Like, Aubameyang still had an awful lot to do. He still had a defender on him, and he still had mm. a goalkeeper to be. And he just stroked it by him. It was fucking pure class. Yeah. And then... Uh, things happened. Things happened. <laughs> Basically, we had a lot of possession. We had a lot of domination. Yeah. Should have made it count. Really should have made it fucking count. Mm. And then Aubameyang gets set off. Yeah, which wasn't good. No, not the best. Um, And then fucking, we just tried to have this holding pattern. Although, I quite what I quite liked in that... You know, <laughs> Pereira's on the ball and he just tried to pass to James and fell over him. That was a FIFA glitch. Uh, that was uh, a proper uh, FIFA glitch. You half expected him to clip into the pitch. Oh my god, yeah. Fucking fall out of him. No, that's a two that's a WWE two K twenty glitch. Watch, this is great. Wow, wow, Look this. at this. James just gets in the way. <laughs> <laughs> that should be a free out. That's a foul. That's a foul, man. Come on. So speaking of fouls, Aubameyang's red card yeah. Yeah, no, didn't go well. It was a red card, but it was absolutely not malicious. Basically, he, he tries to put his foot in the way of... He's tried to stop Meyer taking the early cross. Yes. And he tries to get his foot in the way. But Meyer's taking the cross really early, mm. and his foot winds up missing the ball and landing on the side of his ankle. Yeah. And, yeah, so he gets sent off. I will point out, though, that the ref... Um, it's kind of like we said in the first few matches of Arteta's reign where it was like, oh, it's nice to be angry at someone, at the ref and not at the team. Mm. Because we've gone through, like, since the start of the season, kind of going, yeah, we didn't deserve to win that match. We were shite. Oh, yeah, we didn't deserve to win that match. We were shite. To be, oh, shit, we deserve to win that match. But the ref was shite. Oh! oh I could have sworn Basako was offside there. He looked like five yards out. but um, That was actually United's best chance so far, in fairness. Um, but yeah, the IU had um, seven fouls mm. uh, on different Arsenal players throughout the game and not a single card was shown to him. And what do you mean, but four of them came after he'd been given a talking to from the ref for his persistent fouling. Yeah. The third one, it was a slight, I think he went through the back of somebody, mm. um, I think it was Ursel or something like that. And you could see, I was watching, I was watching the game, the ref was talking to him and was like, Right, lads, come on! Like you need to calm this shit down. You've just been hacking people down. Stop it, or I'm gonna start booking you. Yeah. He made four more fouls after that. After that, and wasn't even booked. Lacazette made. I think we think it was like five fouls in the entire match, but two of them were in quick succession, mm. and he got booked for persistent fouling. Um, and it was it was just this kind of like. Fuck off, ref! Like Ayu is doing. It wasn't just Ayu. It was across the. Uh, but he was just kind of. It's the kind of way Palace play. They do yeah. take a lot. Of well, those, no, no, no. They do take Ayu, Ayu did set a record though. Yeah. That's the most amount of fouls players ever made in a match <laughs> without getting booked. Like that's a, that's. Yeah, a yeah, no, I, I believe that. Yeah, record. I believe that. No, off the stats hit it. Yeah, like, you know. And but yeah, it was it's, it was frustrating to just be watching this and kind of mm. like they're consistently fouling it's very annoying and then we do like Maitland-Niles made one foul yeah and he got booked straight away and it was just the inconsistency of the repping was kind of has been a theme in the last few which yeah, has yeah, made no, the argument though that these are the type of games that you would have lost a couple of months well, ago well see the, the funny thing actually Burke got their uh, tweet on it in that well it's actually one tweet was 
put out that I really, really agreed with, and I think summed it all up, in that under Emery, we were lucky to draw games mm. because we were looking back and going, wow, we should have lost that. Whereas under Arteta, we're unlucky not to win them. Yeah. yeah. So like, we deserve to win them. So there's that kind of a switch. Yeah. There. Now, it depends on what side of the fence you'd rather fall on. Mm, that's true, yeah. <laughs> Whether yeah. you're delighted for the draw because you were playing with gash or you're... Unha- the performance didn't reflect, yeah. unhappy for the draw because you really, really, really should have won that. Yeah, exactly. In any case... Um, Although, it was set up, and I said this before a match, um, it was set up for us to not get anything out of Palace because Palace had 11 players out injured, mm. um, 12 with a suspension. Actually, the player that was suspended was Mia Hylovich, who always scores against us. Yeah. Always gets a penalty. Which is he good. Always yeah. fucking scores. Yeah, it's Um... They're on a bad run of form. They're basically playing like shit. Mm. They're unhappy. So who's the best team for them to play against? Arsenal! Well, and we provided them bon- with hope. Bomber will force you were booked already. So. Yeah. <laughs> Absolute fucking... We are just the fucking Xanax of the Premier League. <laughs> you know, you want to feel good. You don't, you're feeling like shit. You want to, you know, you just want to get some nice sleep and have a really good day. Pop a few Arsenal Zanax. Zanarxinals, <laughs> yeah. Fucking golden. So seriously, we've been, we're a narcotic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it certainly feels like because you seem to be going through withdrawals at the moment. Oh man. Going full cold turkey here. Okay, so now we're at the top. Yeah, we're gonna talk. This weekend puts us into double digits for draws, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah. Woo. Yes. So um, Leicester's Hampton. Uh, Burpa. Yeah. What did you uh, make of this match? It was a bit of fun actually. In the end. Uh yeah. Um, I I didn't watch it, but I've seen highlights. Um, and Shane Long I just really wanted to talk about Shane Long yeah. <laughs> to be fair he's you, had a you, you have to talk about his footballing now oh I've got him <laughs> I will say though um, ha, Lester... ha, I've read the script that she's written for this and you've just oh missed... great save from the hair you've missed out on two paragraphs about his calves <laughs> <laughs> one for each of them yeah <laughs> to be fair he's got lovely tattoos on them so he, yeah they do yeah. although I will say Lester have gone completely to shit haven't they I've only I've only actually noticed like um, since like they've probably lost us, they've been kind of on this downward trajectory. I think they just were. I think this is again. I think I don't know what other team we were talking about. This I think it was Manchester United. Yeah, we were talking about the mean, yeah. I think they just yeah they just reversed it to the main. I think mm. Rogers had this team massively overperforming. Vardy was super charged. Uh, yeah, he was on his port again, and um, so yeah, I th- I, th- I yeah, it is, you're correct. Yeah. It is a downward trajectory. But it's a downward trajectory to, because the to what so they should, really should be. To, yeah, yeah. to the level that they really should have been at beforehand. But yeah. the, 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 the mad thing is that they were kind of, it kind of coincided with Vardy like, <clears throat> having a few games off because he was he had a few niggling injuries and that. But what people didn't realise at the same time that indeed he got injured mm-hmm. and he's been out longer. And then we actually, when you look at them playing, go, oh, that's why they're struggling because they don't have a natural fit to replace him. Yeah. Chowdhury's not, for me, he's, Chowdhury's too young and I don't think he, he's not composed enough. He's also, role. Yeah, he also doesn't realise that you're not going to break people's legs. That is a problem too. And yeah. then Napolis Mendy, remember him? He's not good. Whoop, whoop. He's the Napolis. That's it. Like, that's, that's, his, that's his career summed up in one chance. Like, that's it. I remember when he was first going to the Premier League, really hoping we'd side him so yeah. we could use that oh, chance. Hello. Is there a chance? Oh, uh, man, he was offside. Box. Yeah, it's still, we still got the ball, though. But yeah. Miles off. He was so far offside, he could see it. <laughs> exactly. So, moving on to my game of the of the weekend was Spurs nil Liverpool 1. 
Uh, we had these guys on fucking sauce like for the first half. For the first 60 minutes, we were outplaying them. But again, it's a, always a thing with like these Mourinho games is that this kind of weird anxiety builds up in the back of the brain if you're not like 4-0 ahead. It was of one of the most anxious matches I've seen in a long time. Especially with us involved because we really That's shouldn't... That's the game that needed Zanax. Yes, yeah. absolutely, yeah. At least something... I, I would say more of Prazalam, really, but yeah. But then, like, but then it's a Mourinho game, so you know he's just switched all those pills with like a load of like meth. Mm. <laughs> no, he, he's replaced Xanax with street Xanax, yeah. which has tramadol in it. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was the thing, right? The Josie has this annoying habit of whenever he's playing us to do, like, make some sort of left-field change to his team. And this one, it was to give a debut to Tanganga. A twi- to, yeah. to Tanganga. He did that again in the next game. He played. He actually played him in four games in a row now. Yeah. yeah. But the thing is, Different. like, I can see why he's done it because he's actually a youth player. Yeah. Yeah. The thing he's is, like, fast. he's fast. Yeah. Really quick. And he is. Yeah. He really, really he, is. He, he dropped Rose uh, instead of Martin. For Tongan. For Tongan. Yeah. For Tongan. Yeah. yeah. They played. He played the back five against us, so he had the ta- Tanganga where mm. Tongan would be. And then I think uh, Rose was playing in that game, but like Rose was playing up to the halfway mark, so he didn't need pace as such. He didn't need like that trademark Danny Rose skill set. <laughs> you don't rely on Rose if you want pace. No, you don't. <laughs> or passing ability or skill. Or yeah, any form of technical or good ability. Looks yeah. Or, uh, <laughs> intelligence. No. It, we're actually slow. We're actually just cutting down his market value, so we should stop. Like, um, but yeah. The first half was great. We had him on beans and toast. It would, the problem was he only had one goal to show for it. And it was actually a really good goal. Henderson made it because he got his, he was very brave, got his head in. And and like I said, you could say like there's always been arguments like what has been made, has made Liverpool great this season. It's actual will to get goals. And because of Henderson doing stuff like this, or it could, might not be Henderson this time, it could be Wijnaldum or Fabinho or someone else just putting the head on it yeah. and getting a goal. And then Firmino does all the sneaky stuff. You know, and he really did like he actually sold Tanganga completely up the river, like with the with his turn, like, and it was just a great goal. Then it got shaky towards the end, like I say, since when Lacelso and Lamella came on, and they had a lot more movement to the front five. Then. Yeah, you kind of see why Lacelso has been signed by. Yeah, like he's he's actually better at being Deli Ali than Deli Ali, which is very weird. But even though Ali is actually more flicks and tricks, Lacelso is great at just bombing into the penalty. Lacelso is good at actually playing football, where yes. Ali's good at looking like he does and doing oh, weird like oh, hand tricks. Point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Very He's good. Fucking impenetrable. Like, he I must have. So, he must have dirt on somebody. He's a fucking un. He's impenetrable at Spurs. Like he always gets his game. I don't. I don't see how. Like, I don't know. Maybe he's just they're obliged to play him because he's got a lot of inter- he's got a lot of like likes on Instagram. So that's how that's how it selects a team. Oh, now. I can see I can see Mourinho going that way. Like it's he has to get with the kids, and this is the best way he can. Like yeah, you it's know, a social media driven fucking yeah. <laughs> Hashtag Ali. <laughs> In any case, um, that was last week. Now we're on to this week. Uh, so our um, early kickoff was not going to be answered again. Watford nil, Tottenham nil. Notable for a Gazaniga save right at the end from a terrible top rope, top rope Troy uh, penalty. Oh, yeah. He yeah. fucking screwed the pooch on that one. But the mad thing was, Watford were probably the better team in this game. Like, what, they probably the deserved. Watford were the better team. Um, the Corey had a great chance of save, uh, Gazaniga saves. Yeah. And, and uh, Sarah had a chance Lamella too. clear one off the line? Uh, oh, he had one clear. He had one clear off the line. That was yeah, because it was um, Jetson Fernandez who nearly had a shot on goal. Lamella scruffled it in, and it was the new signing for Watford, Pizzetto, who cleared it off the line. Yeah. So yeah, that was. And I wouldn't mind. I actually saw like, the result. It is like literally the last edge of the ball. Oh yeah, it's like millimeter. It's millim. It's a yeah. millimeter. Like I don't know how this wasn't given. 
Does Joe say the whole, whole bottle is over the line? I know, but you, like in all, that kind of all has to be over all of the line, Jonathan. Let's move on. I know, I'm I'm agreeing. It's just like I was it was rhetorical, lads. Okay, rhetorical. Let's just move on. Yes. We had a one all draw between Brighton and Villa. Jack Grealish with a fucking cracking goal, which he just does all the time. Speaking of calves. Yes. Yes, he's got calves. We that have man confirmed. does not skip leg day. No, he does not. Nor does he skip hair day. <laughs> I think he's wearing like the GA half socks. He is, yeah. But like, and he doesn't wear shin pads either. Yeah, for a lad who hates Ireland, um, wearing the GAA half socks. Yeah, he like, doesn't, doesn't he wear like, the, the smallest shin pads and like, he's the tiny ones. Yeah, it's just <laughs> the ones over the socks. You, yeah. you absolutely have to wear them. Yes. Like, you do have to wear them. Like Players have tried before not to wear shin guards mm. and they've like, no, you're not getting out on the pitch because there's yeah. somebody there to check to see whether or not they're doing it. They're wearing them. Mm. And, but they, the statement is only they have to wear shin pads. doesn't say what they, how they have to wear yeah. them off. What they wear. He's just wearing he's, he's wearing, wearing a Brillo one. Yeah, he's wearing a Brillo pad as a <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the Brillo pad sellotapes his fucking leg. Like, Jack, what are you doing? I'm putting tea bags on my shins. They're not Oh, never mind. <laughs> anyway, so um another shocking draw though was Man City two, Crystal Palace two. Neil, you'll be taking that yeah, one this is very soon. Brilliant. Yes it was. Palace were literally all over oh no, City were all over Palace. Yes. And then Palace just ah just hilariously just this happens every single time. They got, in on, they got in on City the two times that they totally switched off. Yes. So the City goals were just pure class poaching from Aguero. Yeah. Um. Just he he's just he's just impossible to fucking mark. Two hundred and fifty one goals. Yeah. Yeah. Insane. The movement is fucking unbelievable. Now the ball in from uh, the, Gabriel yeah. for his first goal was fucking perfect. He managed. He swept the ball in high mm. and it dipped and it managed to dip it so that it went over the keeper yeah and the defender but just kept in enough to get onto Aguero's toe yeah there's like a kind of a weird like counter swerve to it that the just dip, it lost all the like, pace literally the dip like if you'd have put like a fucking coin on his foot mm. knocked it off yeah it, landed right onto it. it was brilliant That's it was great like, uh... Goal today. Yeah, yeah, it was very similar. Yeah, it was very similar to that. Yeah, um, or Ingles' goal, wasn't it? Also, uh, yeah. No, well, yeah, that was yeah, the one. Yeah. Well, yeah. So yeah, I know it was brilliant, and then the second goal was just just the same as well. Yeah, so fucking, yeah. but I loved yeah, as well. Yeah. Like like Palace got through basically because they were they were Palace. But it's actually isn't it mad how like Cheng Tosin looks so much of a natural fit in that team yeah. when he can't get a shoe in in, in Everton. Isn't and, also, mad, like? and also, he was quite happy not to sign for Palace initially when he signed yeah. for Everton. But he's the perfect Rats for that team. Yeah, he's, he's fitted in He did so score well. two goals. Like, like, Ederson just came out of nowhere. And like, <laughs> and it, if, if Czech Tosin didn't like, like backhand Fernandinho on the way out, he would have scored again. <laughs> exactly. Like, but it, the fact that he looks so happy up front on his own, like he was like seeing Benteke back again. It was yeah. so weird. Oh. It's just hilarious. But yeah, the first goal was properly snapped. But I must, I laughed. I was laughing because I was in a pub yes. at the time. And they had that on. And I was just laughing my ass off at the second goal. Yeah. Like, you can't really blame. You can't really blame Fernandinho. But you can technically. First off, Zaha should not have been allowed to get as clear to the byline mm. as he did. Yeah. Um, then he absolutely belts a low ball across. Mm. Now, Fernandino has to get to it because he's got Wickham right behind him. Yeah. Literally right behind him. And Kepa is... Co- oh, no, not Kepa. Edison. Edison is covering this near post. Yeah. So, the ball goes past him. It's Fernandino, and he, you know he wants to just slam it out. He just yeah. wants to side-foot it into the goddamn top tier. Mm. But he gets his feet 
caught up underneath him because Wickham's right behind him and he kind of panics, which yes. is unbelievable for a player like him. And in panicking, he doesn't get his feet out and the ball just hits off him and cannon straight in. <laughs> and it's just... Uh, Imagine pure. being put under pressure by Conor Wickham. Yeah. FIFA manager crazy. legend Conor Wickham. Show him some respect, please. <laughs> like, the thing is, is that, like, because Wickham was behind him. Yeah. And I think maybe half a yard behind him. So even... And there was nobody else around him. So even if he did actually... I know the ball was fired at him, but even if he did try to stop the ball... Yeah. He could have actually... It would have been better, yeah, yeah. It would have been better than him trying to sweep it out first time. Mm. Getting his feet caught under him and then suddenly... Bleh, exactly, bleh. yeah. And, if, again... I kind of noticed in this game, like, because obviously we kind of skipped over the six-one morning of Villa, because Villa played into their hands. But Palace are so like dogged, like they they play in the same way that that City hate having other teams playing against them. So mm-hmm. It's kind of like this weird type like difference between them, you know. Like, am I right in saying that City are now sort of flat track bullies, or am I being a bit harsh there? No, it's just they don't have that cutting edge anymore, mm. you know. I think it's ground for them when they're playing against a team that's happy to surrender space. But when they have to go, when they're in a, 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 a tug of war in the midfield, because like yeah, we, exactly. we know we know the Palace midfield. There's no like technical class there outside of Meyer. But you have McCarthy and Milivojevic and all these look old dogs that just no, scrap really, everything. I don't think so. I mean, like, when you've got if you've got De Bruyne and Bernardo and both of the Silvas, yes, in your fucking midfield, like you're killing it. Yeah, like, that, that's a midfield. Like, what the going back to the classic city lineup of mm. Fernandinho holding it down with Silva and De Bruyne ahead of you? That's almost suicidally top heavy. Yeah. Until you realise, holy shit! Like nobody can get past that prick. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah like, that's the thing. Yeah. That's just yeah. yeah. And then you're allowing just the the milky bar kid to just run his uh, like. But then that's the thing. Like Palace just shut him down. Mm. Um, they left it to Bernardo Silva, which by the way is not a very good player to let allow. Yeah. around but he couldn't really do a whole lot it's kind of less lesser of two evil situation and that was it but like they they shut that they shut Palace shut City down to the extent that you can shut a play, a team down when they've got Sergio Aguero in it mm-hmm. like had it not been just for the fact that he's just so fucking good yeah you know they'd have they'd have won that game you know hardly yeah um, Jesus I think Gabriel Jesus is probably the the game changer for City because mm. he swung in both crosses for both goals yeah fucking hell they were he could really swing across it. Mm. He's 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 he's, really he's kicked on a lot now this yeah. season. He seems to have been like he's seemed to, uh, last year he was always in flashes and then a hamstring problem. But now yeah. full year, full fitness, and he just looks like he, he looks like a player he's now. Brilliant. He was yeah. obviously he was a sub now. He was subbed on, mm. but uh, that he made the difference. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Great when he came on. Now Palace were like shit. They got a proper wide man, and he's fucking crosses in with laser accuracy. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, no, I actually think a draw was a deserved. Um, was a correct yeah. decision. Well, at least, yeah, should be thankful, Man City, because Andros Towson wasn't playing, so he didn't have to <laughs> scream or score a 30 yard screamer this time to make old boy wobble his chins. <laughs> so, we had the return of the Moisey lads. It was. And we had West Ham 1, Everton 1. Yeah. Yes, uh, a match that almost certainly happened. happened. Yes, that's all we can say about that. Another match that certainly happened was another 1 all draw. Jesus, so many this week. Um, Arsenal 1, overlapping centre backs 1. Yeah. Uh, you want to talk about that one, Barbara? Yeah, um, briefly, because it makes me sad. Um, <laughs> I was about to respond to it. I'd rather she didn't. <laughs> uh, we uh, are without um as of the previous match. Yes. And we started Martinelli up front. And that was pretty much the only shining light of that match because mm. 
he fucking scored it. Like it's not a screamer of a goal, but he was just in the right place at the right time. But Yuka Saka is the highlight of that game Fuck because yeah, he he's playing great. at left back despite him not being a left back mm. and him saying I don't want to be a left back, uh, which is a common theme for Shades of Maitland Niles. Yeah, yeah, Shades of Maitland Niles there. But also, uh, what was also a common theme is that under Emery, well, like, so like, I don't want to be a defender. Okay, then. So he just leaves him there as a shite defender. Mm. Whereas Arteta has gone, well, here, look, you're not getting... Arteta's managed to talk to the players going, look, you're in the team, you're in the first team, just play the position, here's how you do it. And so he's accommodated Maitland-Niles on the right because we utilise a half-back system. Mm. So when the left-back runs up, the right-back progresses forward because Xhaka shifts into that left yeah. role to cover yes. the left-back. So Maitland-Niles is essentially playing as a midfielder, yeah. which yeah. is where he wants to be. He's just fielded as a nominal right back. Yeah, they've added, just, just added a new dimension to to what you're doing in possession exactly. with full-backs. Because yeah. yeah. like, like we did with Gerrard when he was getting yeah, older. Yeah, it's similar to what they do at City, where City, the left, the right-back shifts into the defence, mm-hmm. whereas we're putting him into midfield because he's more suited to being a midfielder. Yeah. And we've coped with Saka not being a left-back by just saying, well... We don't really want to defend. We just want you to run all the fucking way. Yeah, you, you just you just start your run position further behind. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, you just start back. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Um. We were pretty much the better team in the first half, mm-hmm. but like that had lots of possession, had a couple of chances, just didn't put them away. Lacazette, being the workhorse that he is, worked his arse off, but had nothing to show for it. Yeah. Second half then was kind of a similar theme that's happened in Arteta managed matches, which is yeah, it goes well for about sixty minutes. And you can the sustain last it for 20, sixty minutes. Yeah, yeah. and then about last twenty minutes were just you know backs to the wall. Defending. And flex goal was just fantastic. Yeah. He just hit it so sweetly. Like it's a mad how like most of the goals from the Sheffield midfield and are just they're just so well taken goals like because they're I, in the right place and they know how to do it. I is. was uh, listening to this on. Uh, in the gym mm. and there's certain areas of the gym where there's like uh, the data just your signal just goes and my signal went and when it came back on the commentators were just like there was maybe 30 seconds on it I was like oh come on what's happening what's happening and it was just the t- commentators were just like oh yeah and it's grand nothing's happened and they're talking normally and then all of a sudden it's like oh that's a goal and I was like wait what like I couldn't even hear that there was any build up <laughs> or anything like it was just like Oh, and then they were explaining it, and I was like, oh, for feck's sake. Um, and then for the last few minutes, um, yeah, just... we, we Fizzled not, out, yeah. Yeah, and it's very frustrating. Like, I know at, we said it at the time when Louisa and Socrates did their mm. post-match interview, um, where they basically said, we don't have the fitness, we're not fit. Arteta has come out saying, well, that's not technically true. You have the fitness, but maybe not to play in the way I want you to play and with mm. the intensity I want you to play but you do have match fitness probably even with being smarter with your fitness because there is a lot of like being smart with the play because yeah. again going into Arsenal's post-match interviews have been very very revealing <laughs> and uh, post the we'll get on to the Leeds game but post the Leeds game uh, actually prior to this game um, it's like Arteta was asked in his press conference it's like Oh, you know, how are you gonna deal with the the, the Leicester's heavy heavy press style of play? And he turned around and goes, I've warned the players. We know how they play. Mm. I have told them this, they have been warned. Yeah. And that mirrors uh our shambles against Leeds, which we somehow managed to win. Somehow. But after we were dominated by Leeds um in the first half, only mm. to come out of the blocks in the second. And 
when Arteta was asked after the ma- after that match about it, he's like, I, I told the players this. Like, oh, how, like, what did you say to the players in the second half? Oh, how, how, how come it was so one-sided in the first half? And he's like, I've no idea. I told the players, this is how Leeds play. They, do every th- they play a game every three games and they dominate every team that they play every three days. Mm. There's no reason to think that they're not going to do the same thing or to try to do the same thing to us. We just sat back and let them do it. Because I told the players this. I've, I've told them, this is how they play. I don't understand why they went over the pitch and didn't do that. Mm. He goes, all right, so you went, here's how they play, here's how you beat that. I don't understand how they didn't get any of that. Yeah. And so, just didn't go through. Yeah, it? just didn't go through. So I think it's it's the players not fucking Maybe it's executing the game plan. Not understanding it, yeah. Like not say, even not understanding like, it. With, with Emery, that was kind of the excuse given. Like, they didn't, they were given so many conflicting... Uh, it was overcomplicated, levels. perhaps. Yeah, and yeah. they didn't really know what they were doing from play to play. Whereas, mm. uh, yeah, it just seems like it might be a case that one or two of them are just doing their own thing like I know I've been in teams where the plant manager's like right okay in the second half we go out we're, you're going to do this you're going to drop back here and you just and, do your thing you know and if she drops back then that means you go forward and then you're following the game plan because that's what the manager said and then you see the person who's meant to be kind of mirroring your actions mm. kind of going doing her own thing and I'm like oh okay now I'm going to have to go against the manager's order to cover for her because she's mm. the, you know yeah, yeah, yeah. and I can imagine that's, that could be something there that the players don't they just want. I want to just do my thing. Yeah, but our set is made as simple as possible. Yeah. Like, Maitland Niles, you 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 run up and be a midfielder. With, with some of the players, you can see he's made the yeah it work. Like mm. I will I will admit the two players that have fucking leapt on mm. have been Torreira and Louise. Yeah. Holy yes. shit! Yeah, the difference yes. team has been talking. She is like the two <clears> of them. <throat> the two of them are brilliant. Like now the the difference with Torreira in that. It's not just that he's getting better coaching. It's that he's been playing in this preferred position. Yeah, he's actually playing. You know, <laughs> and then you really, like when you see how he's been playing and he's just been everywhere, getting to everything. He's just been a fucking massive pain yeah. in everybody's arses, opposition teams' arses. Mm. And you just you must one you must turn around and go to look at Emery. Go, why did you think he'd be a lot better further up the pitch? Look at him, he's killing it. Louise has jumped on because Holy he's shit. he's been told be a leader. Yeah, yeah, he is he's running it. Maitland Niles as well because he's not actually playing as a right back. Oh, oh Salah, Mister Sitter. Jesus. Oh Christ. man, you should have put your house on that. Anyway, yeah. So I'm going to my game then. Uh, I'm going to talk about the relegation six pointer. Norwich <laughs> one, Borg nil because Liverpool Man United is actually happening as we speak. <laughs> so oh my. This was a crazy game. Um, well, it wasn't a crazy. Game. <clears throat> it was a crazy game because of Steve Cook. Have any of you guys <laughs> seen the handball? Yeah. Yes. I what a save! I think it is absolutely phenomenal, and I would do the exact same in his. Do you know what the mass, the fascinating thing is? And this guy should just summarise Bournemouth in a nutshell. They've had a goalkeeping issue all season between Ramsdale, Travers, and Begovic. <laughs> Put now, Cook in next time. Cook, it, Cook is a better keeper than the two of them together. <laughs> <clears throat> Did you see that save? And he yeah. just like there's like a resigned look in his face, and he looks fucking haggard. By the way, which yeah. just summarises Bournemouth overall. They look just look worn out. Like I think they're like we said that in the last one. I think they're. Fuck. They are completely. And even though uh, someone ran the numbers, I think they said it on the Guardian podcast, they are playing the top eight in their last match, eight, yeah. eight yeah, match yeah. days. Like they will be relegated in that time. Yeah. yeah going yeah. by their current trajectory. Yeah. And the reason I say that is because Norwich have dragged them further into the mire. And it was, if, if Villa hadn't uh, drawn with Brighton, it would have been a lot worse. Brighton, now, Norwich have now given themselves a lifeline by making Bournemouth one of their steps all the way back up to survival. Now, I don't know if Norwich will survive. I don't think they have the quality to do it. Because no. they signed two players from uh, the Bundesliga, Duda, who's a playmaker, and Rudd, who's yeah. number six. <laughs> Duda. 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 
<laughs> we have another one. Uh, but yeah, there. Hello, hello. Go on, go on, go on. Go off the oh, post. My you fucking God. no, no. We were supposed to score another goal. <laughs> this is bollocks. Come on. I need some fantasy football help. Please. Oh man, the what a torch. <laughs> Killed at you. Salah. No. No. Wouldn't be a handball. So yeah, um, Pookie scored a penalty, and then uh, there wasn't much to it. But shockingly, VAR developments. Ben, ben Godfrey got sent off right yeah. for a late challenge on uh, on Wilson, Callum Wilson, and here's the thing, right? It was book. It was a booking initially. VAR said, "Have a look at it," and the referee used Use the, the pitch screen. side monitor and sent him off. <laughs> See, it's amazing. You can. It's easily done, lads. So, the other games then that match day. And it was a correct decision as It well. was a correct decision, oh, completely. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, was it was fun. exactly the same as the Aubameyang um, yeah. red card. <laughs> you know? So, we've got Southampton 3. <laughs> We're all doing the Solskjaer here. He's, the Solskjaer box dance. The box dance. <laughs> <laughs> the Solskjaer. <laughs> so, there was a fun game at St. Mary's as Wolves came back from 2-0 down to beat them 3-2. Uh-huh. Danny Ings did a thing. Shane Long scored a goal. Mm-hmm. Lesser spot of Shane Long. And then Wolves happened. It was it's a pretty less, fun game. It's lesser spot on the goal sheet. Yes. Not lesser spot on the pitch. <laughs> he's <laughs> everywhere. He's literally everywhere. That's why he's lesser spotted. And he's spotted. not lesser spotted by me because that's all I look at. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I see it. It's like a burn thing. I can see him in my dreams floating yeah. in the window. Absolutely, yeah. Shane Long comes in for the... You we did actually create a meme of yourself for that, didn't you? Yeah, yeah we did, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's why it's been my head, isn't it? <laughs> but one of my original Facebook profile photos is me in a very badly photoshopped picture of Shane Long as my boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like your boyfriend appreciated. <laughs> <laughs> Who is that? Like, how do you not know at this stage? I talk about it all the time. I called him during... Anyway. So, the evening kickoff then was a delightful 1-0 win for Newcastle against Frank Lampard's Chelsea. Frank Lampard's Chelsea. Uh, Isaac Nin- Hayden. That was all Irish and Wenger's doing. He yeah. sold. Secret Isaac. agent Isaac Hayden. <laughs> he um, only scores once a year. Yeah, that, yeah. Any time, it's hilarious. Like Any players that Arsene has sent off or has sold away, yeah. or any of that type of shit, uh, and when he scored against our rivals, like the Twitter just blows up with Arsene knows. Yeah, Arsene knows. <laughs> and like, Arsene knows was trending before I even saw the result. <laughs> and I was like, oh, something's after happening with one of our old youngsters. Yeah. <laughs> Hayden's done something, and yeah, so he slotted it in the ninety third, ninety fourth. Yeah, the game. There was nothing much to the game really. Like there was a Dubravka kept them in it for the most part. Like a lot of saves, a lot of like chances by Abraham and that. But ultimately, Chelsea didn't really do much. They had the control of the game. Well, sorry, Newcastle let them control the game, but they went like, "Yeah, we're not doing yeah, anything with it." Yeah, they're appealing for handball after De Gea caught it. Yes, he's the goalkeeper. <laughs> You're allowed to use your hands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, they're probably so. They're probably so. Uh, so confused that De Gea actually saving his shot. Yeah. Like, he's done do that before. He's <laughs> never done that. Why is he wearing gloves? Oh, it's another from Ox. It's anyway, very cold. That's why he's wearing gloves. That's, that's what it is, yeah. <laughs> so, the Sunday games, uh, we're yeah, watching yeah, one. Probably almost did it again. What the fuck, Rev? Come on. <laughs> oh, you're just letting us go. Yeah, you Oh, no, it's Shaw. Oh, yeah. It does hit his hand, though. Ah, his hand's right against his Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the, right I think they were... It wasn't the, his training hand. If this was the Women's World Cup, that would have been given as a penalty. Yeah, but the Women's World Cup was wrong. No. And he'd have been born as a witch. Yes. Because <laughs> that's what we do with women's footballers. Yes. <laughs> She's a witch. 
So, the other Sunderland game that we're watching Liverpool Man United right now. So, it's currently 1-0 to Liverpool. We've had two goals disallowed. One for VAR, one for offside. We've been pretty much all over them, which means we're totally going to draw. Um, oh yeah, this is nailed on. It's game. nailed on, one all draw. Um, I'm calling 2-1 win for United. Yeah, probably, in fairness. <laughs> just yeah, the, only one shot on target. Just a, yeah. just a <laughs> pricks. Yeah. <laughs> Just Roy Keane comes on and stabs Allison yeah. in the kidneys. Um, but the early game, though, that uh, has already happened is Burnley 2, Leicester 1. Leicester were leading, thanks to Harvey Burns doing his best human song impression. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to enough against Burnley as well. It's mad how that works, isn't it? But then Burnley came back. Chris Wood did a header, presumably, because that's all he does. And Ashley Westwood, fam, he got a goal. Uh, and yeah. Burnley won. And Pope scored, uh, saved a penalty from Verdi. Yes. And uh, Pope was sitting comfortably on my bench in fantasy football. Quite comfortably. It's a nice bench you have, yeah. actually. And uh, yeah. with uh, Verdi, was probably very comfortably leading your line. Yeah. 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 The fucking Twitter yeah. blow up over Verdi getting zero points. Because he got. Cause yeah. The missed, the missed penalty overrides. Neil, please. He's my yeah. captain. And. <laughs> he was 1.33 million people's captains. Yeah. He was also half a million people. Triple captain. Who triple captain? Yeah. Was that you as well? No, no, ah. thankfully. I wasted my triple captain on him already. Ah, yeah. Right. But yeah, so yeah, there's literally. And they were even just posting it was like, what on earth is going on? <laughs> oh, dear. It was pure baffle. It's terrible. And it was hilarious. So yeah. the league table as it stands then, presuming Liverpool win. Uh, we I think have they're a, top, aren't they? They're, we are top, yeah. Quite <laughs> cool. We've been top for a while, to be honest. Um, so starting at the bottom, Norwich on 17, thanks to that win against Bournemouth, who were. <laughs> The sketch. Wan-Bissaka just got sent back to the second division there. <laughs> went back to, back to Croydon. Yeah, back to Croydon. Uh, Bournemouth are second bottom with with 20. Villa are still in the do- the drop zone with 22. Watford, West Ham are on, are on 23 points. We've got Brighton down on, fi- on 15th. Newcastle, Burnley, Southampton. Everton is our bottom half the, of the table. Arsenal still in the top 10, separated by goal difference with Everton. Palace are ninth, thanks to that point. Spurs 8, Sheffield United, 33 points, officially in the race for Europa League football. Um, Wolves 6, thanks to that win, joined points with United, uh, who are still on 34 as it stands. Then we've got Chelsea then, with that win, with that loss, still kind of have leaving the door open for United and Wolves, mm-hmm. for the Champions League football. Leicester losing again, 45, Man City 48, and Liverpool comfortably on 64 points. And depending on how this game goes, we'll be 16 points clear at the top of the league. And then our game in hand by the time this pod, next podcast comes out, we could be 19 points yeah. clear. Anyway, uh, we will move on quickly to VAR Wars. Last weekend, uh, we have a minus one point for Arsenal. That is courtesy of the Aubameyang red card that was reviewed. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a point then for Chelsea, as the uh, Hudson Odoi goal right at the end uh, for, against Burnley that was checked for offside because he thought that Abraham was off, but he wasn't. So the goal uh, stood. A minus one then for Everton as their um, Calvert Lewin goal was disallowed because they believed it was delivered handball. Uh, it was like a cheeky little hand of God thing. Yeah. Uh, but they. Basically, thought called deliberate, and he got booked for it, which was nice, because every we love misery against Everton. Uh, Johnny Evans, his equaliser against the Hampton was ruled off for offside in the ninety-six minutes, which is a shame for them. Uh, and then we have another minus one that was for Southampton. They had a penalty decision overruled because Long was offside before he was fouled. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's that. that that's all of our feelings on that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, probably the most infamous one of that weekend was the Snodgrass Lady Equalizer ruled out because Declan Rice handballed before he uh, passed the ball to Snodgrass mm-hmm. about 20 yards away. So he had handballed 20 yards, then went to Snodgrass. They rolled the tape back and saw he went like... Just yeah, just... Dithered off his arm, yeah. yeah. Because, obviously, what he was supposed to do there in that situation was to cut his arm off. He was meant to tan us half his body. Yes, exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because people, players do have that power at West Ham. That's the thing. Um, Moving on then to this week. If they did have that power, they'd use it to get the fuck out of West Ham. That's fair, actually, yeah. (laughs) But why would you not want to be coached by Moisey? Amazing. Anyway. So only four incidents to tell you about uh, this week so far because we, we're not counting the Sunday games just yet because there's still one of them still happening. Uh, the Steve Cook red card was confirmed by VAR more or less to just admire the penalty to save with anything yeah, else. The, yeah, I don't think there was anything... Um, to check there. Yeah. Yeah. Like, let's just show it on the big screen so we can all watch it. We can just hold it. <laughs> <laughs> let's, do you know what? Let's... Let, let, they're going to go, lads, let's just save you the internet time. <laughs> you did a fucking proper job on them. <laughs> yeah, they're just going to save the internet time and just put it in GIF form. It was yeah. easier. Yeah. Um, then we had another minus one then for uh, Crystal Palace. Was it for Crystal Palace? No, it's not. I'm wrong. It was Manchester City. <laughs> uh, it was a penalty decision overturned as they uh, reviewed Riedervelt's handball, deeming it to be unintentional. Mm-hmm. Much to the admire of Man City fans who think VAR is against them because agendas and all that. Imagine being... Imagine having an agenda against a Abu Dhabi-owned, oil tycoon-fueled super f- football club. It's crazy. Yeah. No, mad. So, uh, Norwich also had a minus one in that game against Bournemouth. That was the Godfrey red card. That was reviewed by VAR. And then the only one to benefit from VAR this weekend was Wolves. Uh, their penalty was confirmed by VAR after Jimenez was failed. That was it. Um, we still have Man United leading VAR Wars by four points. We only have two losers now of uh, VAR Wars, which is Brighton and Sheffield United. Everyone else is wrapped up teams on minus two. A few now on zero. They're out of the out of the red, lads. Ah. Love to see it. So that moves us on then to a stat attack. That's not our thing for stat attack. <laughs> it's it's fine. We don't have a P45 crew, so we can't. That's great. Oh, oh my god! Marshall was in. You, he had it. You absolute donkey! How did you miss that? <laughs> Gentle reminder. Oh my fucking god! Remember they put a Ballon d'Or clause in his contract? Oh my god! What was he aiming for the fucking trophy in France? <laughs> It might still hit it, in fairness. Wow. Jesus Christ. That's terrible. Okay, so our setup today is nice and quick. <laughs> Romelu Lukaku scored the fastest goal in Serie A history last week against Atalanta. How many seconds did it take him to score? Nine. Oh, I was going to say that. I'm going to say eight. Well, that's actually quite short considering. 21 seconds. Oh. From the kickoff. Sorry, Shane Long's goal was nine seconds. So yeah, yeah. Gonna, well, yeah. this is Italian football. Everything moves slower. Yeah, yeah, you should know that. Very literally. Yeah, very literally. <laughs> Speaking of moving slow, Kazuyoshi Miura is the world's oldest professional footballer and has signed a contract extension at J-League side Yokohama FC. How old is 55. Kazuyoshi Miura? You want 55? Yeah. 52? 
is the correct answer. His contract extension will take him to 55. Oh. So you never know, Neil. There's, all, there's still hope for you yet. Just go to the Japanese <laughs> League. <laughs> there's splashing the cash. It's 1-0 to Neil so far. Question number three. Erling, Brett Harland, or also known as the Unit, made his debut for Bruce Dortmund yesterday against FC Augsburg. He became the first Bundesliga player ever to do what? Score a hat-trick in his, on his debut after nope, being so done. No. Oh, after being so done. Yeah. Is the correct answer? Yes! Yes! Uh, yes! I, yeah, it's, Rachel is correct with that one. Uh, didn't even have to be on the bench. Or, sorry, substitute on, doesn't really matter. He scored a hat-trick on his debut. I said after being subbed on, because I was agreeing with you there. Yes. Because he's not the first uh, player to do that on his debut. The only other player to do that on his debut was Aubameyang. Indeed. Yeah. Yes. So, how about that? So Aubameyang started this match, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, bang on, lads. Uh, that, we'll kind of make that, what, one all? Are we talking about 2-1 or one all? I lost track. 2-1. 2-1. Fair enough. <laughs> because you were in, it was like a nod of agreement, that, in fairness. It just wasn't a nod. It was a non-verbal nod. Because you were just like, bleh, 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 bleh. <laughs> bleh. Oh, yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, moving on, then. Question number four. Which Premier League striker hasn't registered a shot on target since the October 10th, match day eight? Joe Ellington. <laughs> Don't know who that is. Joe yeah. Ellington from Newcastle. Joe Linton. Oh shit, yeah. Joe yeah. Ellington is his actual pronunciation. That's actually how it's pr- his pronounced. Yeah. Joe Ellington, yeah. Fuck me, I lost that bet. Lingard. Premier League striker. Premier League striker. Premier League striker, Jesse Lingard. Is he not a striker for that? Fucking hell no. <laughs> He's not even a footballer, Neil. <laughs> 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 Alright then, uh, fuck it. I was going to, yeah, uh, shit. There's so many shit strikers. There are actually quite a lot of shit strikers oh, right. this year, yeah. Um, but one who's been playing every match day fuck. since match day eight and hasn't shot, registered a shot on target or indeed a goal. That's still, Lingard falls into that. I, I reckon he's got no, he's no output. I'll go Rashford. Rashford. He's definitely a striker for them. <laughs> but he plays nominally as a striker. Yes. Well, Rashford has scored goals, so that's the wrong answer. Bollocks. But unfortunately, Joe Ellington is also the wrong answer. He's oh. had one shot on target. <laughs> oh. uh, the correct answer was Bournemouth's Callum Wilson. Jeez. Oh. Hasn't had a shot on target in two months. My Three other, months. My other one would have been Wickham. Hello. Oh, we're on here, lads. Oh. Come oh. on, Manny. Don't oh. slow down. Don't oh. slow down. Oh. Score me some... No! Oh. <laughs> We're making hard work at this United team, lads. We Jesus really are. This Christ. is the Spurs game all over again. Yeah. Oh, man. Unbelievable. Final question, then. Neil's still eating 2-1. Woo-hoo. And it's a two-pointer. Yeah. So, you, chance to steal, Rachel. Yeah. Two strikers have outscored Robert Lewandowski this season in their respective European leagues. Who are they? Now, I'm counting the top five leagues. So, Germany, France, Spain, Italy, and England. Two of them have outscored Robert Lewandowski, who scored 20 goals. 20 league goals this season. No Premier League striker. No. Because the highest one is already on 17. Like, who's Miedema? <laughs> Doesn't count. Yeah, if you go to the, the women's games, fuck. 
No. Yeah. Um. Oh. Uh, bail and because I have no fucking idea and immobile. Zero immobile. Okay. So uh, unfortunately, you're wrong with both counts, Rachel. Yeah. Uh, yeah Sancho no and Benzema are wrong. Bail is also wrong. Uh, one of them was, uh, of course, Timo Werner, who was uh, the leader for uh, Barry's T uh, Leipzig. But the other one was Chiro Mobile. Well he is the current goal scorer in Europe. 23 goals. Oh, Timo Werner has 21. And both of them scored hat-tricks this weekend. Oh, fuck yeah, they're, um, they're in the shop window, lads, just saying. Yep. They're going to get a fantastic big money move to Tottenham. So, uh, moving on then. Where their goal scoring prowess will swiftly dry up. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, anyone fancy some cards? Yeah! Cause it's time for the hand of cards. This fella Ronaldo is a cod. I don't care what he's going I thought he, yeah. he was fucking dreaded. Lord Lubbock, he said that he ran away and left his way for a young one. So, very quickly, I'm going to go with Nick Cushing. Nick Cushing. Um, for those of you who may not know, he is the Manchester City women's coach, but he won't be for much longer because he is going to New York City men's team to be their assistant coach. Yeah, maybe to be their number two. That will, that's what's a problem. That's number hurts. two that's what that in hurts. American... Yeah. <laughs> the MLS, yeah. In the MLS, like, not even the big New York team. Yeah, not even the biggest not, team in New York. Yeah. They're not even the biggest team in that city. <laughs> Uh, it's just it's like okay so Manchester City and uh, New York City are under the same kind of ownership they're um, there's like nine clubs there don't they have nine fucking clubs there Um, and so he I believe and this is kind of one of the rumours is that he was look he had his eye on another big move elsewhere and so to keep him within the organisation mm. they offered him this role that's how they um, kept Vieira in the system isn't it yeah and Van, they're doing it with Van Bronckhorst by allegedly promising him the Man City job when Guardiola goes away um, but yeah it just it's just such a <coughs> it's a mid-season move mm-hmm. Ch- uh, Manchester City are currently uh, second in the league um, uh, pushing for the title like it is a very as we've seen today a very very close uh, Nick Group at the top of yeah. the WSL. Yeah, the Chelsea, it, it, it's a three horse race. The, the Chelsea moment, result yeah. today would have actually that would have been really good for them. Really? They would have been really they good. Won, for them. They won earlier on today against Birmingham 2 0, which put them in a nice goal difference territory. To you know, if we were to lose by something ridiculous like 4 1 at home to Chelsea, that would put them in a great position. Oh, yeah, but shit. that would not happen. Oh, fucking hell. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, Nick Cushing just. just uh, Manchester City have been doing these great things where they have like one club, one team or whatever I think I can't remember what their slogan is uh, where they have like shared social media their mm-hmm. announcements are made on the same format um, and they're trying to promote the women's game as much as they can mm. and then they just do something that's backward like I just see it as a backwards move for Nick Cushing because he's like uh, he's a backward a, move for everybody involved I, yeah. I don't see who it benefits uh, mm-hmm. there's been no one lined up to take the city jo- or at least as far as kind of the People in the know are saying. 
There is Save no uh, no one in line. So this is complete as a complete shock. It's not like there is a number two to take the the, the spot. Yeah. And there isn't like there isn't this sort of like uh, protege system like they have with the men's team. Yeah. You know. So uh, he's my cut of the week because he's just saying fuck you to women's football. No, that's the the number two at a subpar men's team in a subpar league. Well, well, this is what I'm. This is the question I would ask: Is is this actually his shout, or is this like saying like we want to? Are, is is this Manchester City's like part partners? Let's say seeing this as a promotion from Man City Women's to oh. New York City FC. No, you can't oh. see it as a promotion. No one can see that as a promotion. No, there's okay. absolutely no chance. Not even if it was going to the other good team in New York. Mm. Would that be seen? That's not like he's leaving to be a number one for a title pushing team. Mm-hmm. Be a number two at a team that's probably never going to get there. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. No, I just thought I'd play devil's advocate there. Like, there's no possible way you can cut that cake. That this this is positive. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. po- no possible. No, I agree. I actually do agree with you on that one, yeah. especially considering that it's just been such pro- such a prominent season in the WSL as yeah. well because there's so many more eyes on it now. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Neil. What's your hand of cards? My hand of cards is uh Woodward. Yes. But, seal the deal, Gil. Seal the deal, yeah. Seal the, the deal, old Gil of fucking football. <laughs> um, basically, mainly because of the unit's fucking superb prowess mm-hmm. at Dortmund. Um, also, due to the fact that the Bruno Fernandez deal was Such actually dragging his heels. It's dragging it on. Uh, United can't seem to get the deal done. They have no idea what the fuck they're doing. And. <laughs> he says we're trying to watch him attack against us. Yeah, well, you know, this, this isn't Woodward. Oh, yeah, it's what a back pass. <laughs> <laughs> back pass to Trent. Yeah, well, he was probably aiming there. But um, <laughs> it became because after, like, mm. when Haaland slapped home a 20 minute hat trick, and then you realise that the reason why he's not at United isn't because they wouldn't meet the fee, they did, it was only 20 million quid. Mm-hmm. Isn't was because. Isn't was because they wouldn't meet personal terms. They would, they were going to give him everything he wanted and then some. Um, isn't because the club didn't match his ambition. They absolutely do. They'll give him all the money that he wants in the world. Mm-hmm. It's because they didn't want to set his release clause to the amount that his agent wanted to do. Mm-hmm. A release clause that wouldn't trigger until the last year of his contract. Yes. Of a four and a half year contract. Mm-hmm. That's why he's not at United. Yeah. Because because they know for a fact, like they can tell from the trajectory that they him use of his four years and then go. But the, they know they can see that from but space. The, the problem is, is that like, give yourself four years to fucking like make the player feel great. Like you're telling me in three years they couldn't get him. They're like, we'll give you two hundred fifty grand a week. Fuck it. Re resign yeah. a contract for this cause. I mean, like, the clause doesn't even kick in until the last fucking year of his contract, mm. and that's what that's your sticking point. That's your bugbear there. It's ridiculous. It's, and even if even if you're not happy with that. Simon, he's clearly fucking good. But, <laughs> but I want to point out as well, like Haaland is at least the third striker they've missed out on because they were in for Moussa Dembele and he's not going anywhere from Leon. Yeah, he's decided well, to stay there. That, that was quite. That was quite fucking stupid. Leon are so heavily dependent on Dembele. Yeah, I mean, like, Leon, they, they can flip flop and transfer things, mm. but literally the instant the Dembele rumors dropped, the Leon present was like, he is not going anywhere. Yeah. We've told the player, he is not going anywhere. We've told his agent, yeah. he is not, we will not sanction fucking anything. If somebody walks in here with a billion pounds, maybe. Because <laughs> <laughs> we like money. Yeah, you know, if you if you want to hit like, what was that, nine figures or something? Yeah, oh, something ten, like that. Ten yeah. figures. That's cool. We'll sanction that. <laughs> but until some fucking nutter comes in and offers like a stupid amount of money, we're not. Because they're, they're so heavily dependent upon yeah. it. 
So that was that, that was just dumb. That was asking for the sun and wanting the moon as a fucking extra. Absolutely, yeah. And this is the trick as well because then they and missed out on Mandzukic. Yeah. Who was, was supposed to be a shoe on a Man United and he did, instead he's gone to Qatar. <laughs> like he's signed for Qatari side. And I wouldn't mind but like it looks like all of Man United have actually like didn't notice. Yeah, no, this is like they still look. We're still looking at Mandzukic. Like he's already moved, lads. Yeah, he's, he's gone. He's gone. Like, know, he's, so he's already got the sand in his fucking shoes. And you can already identify the fact that they've been saying, "Oh, we need a striker. We need a striker. We need a striker." It's like, okay, you have a player currently developing as a striker, but you still, oh no, we need a striker. No, it's like they seem to be like six months behind in their transfer planning, they're and so they're only copping on now. They're they so need someone like Fernandez. And the Bruno Fernandez thing, like it's dragged on for so long, nobody knows why. Like it's very obvious, like. They're gonna have to pay over the odds because they've yeah. been dog shit. It's looking like it could be a, up as far as seventy-two million. Yeah, like that's so, crazy when you think of it. But you know, they're gonna have to pay it if they want high quality. Mm. If they want quality to get them out of drag, the quagmire, they're gonna have to pay for it. Yeah. The thing is, it's Manchester United. They can't pay for it. Yeah, yeah, but they don't want. But, but they're saying it's that's then cutting into whatever profits they have. But the thing is, is that Woodward's only the only good thing about Woodward was that he would fork out huge sums of cash mm. on literally any you just pointed them at something and go here buy that oh what's this a solid gold toilet yeah what <laughs> you know <laughs> give me ten solid gold toilet yes his name is Fred yes what are these dildos made of marzipan ha give me a hundred these sell like hotcakes well actually cl- uh, you know yeah yeah <laughs> you know that's just it yeah it, the, the only good thing about him was that you could point about anything and he would just go yeah 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 we'll buy it and now now he's like oh I don't like that release clause what what oh I don't uh, you know they're arguing over between what they're offering 65 and sport what 72 or something yeah like. fuck Ben it's seven, all add ons though it's literally just like if he does this fuck score. the add ons yeah. fuck it give them to them. give them the fucking money you need it your team's playing with garbage give them the fuck pay <laughs> <laughs> the fucking money the only uh, the only advantage they have over everybody else is that they've got money that isn't going to be looked at FFP wise mm. because they're just such a huge commercial powerhouse yeah. pay the fucking money pay the fucking pay the, the fucking money <laughs> I don't know if you heard that, but I think uh, he's telling you to pay the money. And this is me speaking as an Arsenal fan. Yeah. And I will get worse. You know, our owner is so fucking detached from the club, he might as well be on Mars. Could be on Mars. Probably couldn't even spell Arsenal. Yeah. Pretty much not. He, he brought his son there and brought, gave him like a club tracksuit going, I'm one of the boys. Yeah. I'm not Donald Trump Jr. <laughs> Although apparently we're going to go in for Upper Mancano. Uh, this week, so sure. You, you gotta love those in the nose. Anyway, my cod uh, is rather close to home in terms of my football and uh, knowledge. It's Everton. Woo! So <laughs> I've been Everton? I've been resisting doing this to be because honest, you, I wanted. Did you really? Did you, did you really have to break this out on the one kind of podcast where we're kind of pressed for time? Because like this is Everton. Like you could we could have an entire podcast on I've, why is Everton. I've got a I got a four pronged approach here with Everton, right? <laughs> Rule one. Shit, shit, shit. shit. <laughs> Number one, identity crisis. They've signed, they've brought in Carlo Ancelotti to make them a metropolitan team, right? <laughs> which they've never been. And they also want to say, oh, we've got homegrown talent, which they don't have anymore because they sold them all to different clubs. And then they also want to say like, oh, well, we're, you know, we want to compete with Liverpool, even though, here we move on to the second prong approach, their financial situation. <laughs> oh, it is. They have registered losses of 110 million pounds. Aren't they going 
going to increase if the a sale of the part of the stadium doesn't go? Oh, the naming rights for the stadium. Three-pronged approach. That's the third one. So third prong is, so you have the financial loss of $110 million. That's essentially the down payment on the new stadium at Bradley Moore Dock. Yeah. Uh, Bradley Moore? No. It's something like that anyway. It's not actual Bradley Moore. And he's essentially gone like you have $110 million already on the down payment. Then you have the naming rights situation which is basically Usmanov has said, yes, I'll pay £30 million in advance Isn't he for the naming rights. Isn't he co-own one of the... Co- he co-own he's a shareholder with Mashiri. Yeah, he's a shareholder yeah. of the company that wants the naming rights. Which is USM, like, yeah. Hang on, you own the club and you also want to pay for the naming... Ooh, hang on. Yeah, but here's the thing, you see, the £30 million is it's basically it's too early to do that. Yeah. Because Tottenham Hotspur are still trying to sell naming rights for the stadium, but they're just calling it that. It was, I think apparently it's supposed to be Nike. I think maybe Arnold Shanks would be good in that one. Or maybe Shears, I think would be nice, yeah. <laughs> nice porcelain clean one. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. the thing is, though... Sell the toilet up. But FAP are looking at that. <laughs> like, the FA are looking at that going, hang on, you, that's too early. You can't announce that you're getting £30 million. Like, it is, it was just announcing, we are buying this for 30... We are signing £30 million, pounds, which yeah. is huge for naming rights. Yeah. Like, it's not as big as people think it is to call something the Amex Stadium with a bet 365. What it is mean is that it's a guaranteed oh. money each year, which Firmino's going to score this goal now. Yes, maybe. Hello. Is he? No. Did he? Did he? Did he? Show us those pearly whites, you fuck. Ah. He found Jesus, didn't found the goal. Um, so, Jeez. you have this, right? So, you have this chronic like financial situation. And the only fact that they're not being they're in breach of FAP is because it's too soon. Yeah. Essentially. You did like a three-year rolling loss. It's a three-year rolling loss. Yeah. So they are already over the cusp, but they'll have to make money next year in order not to breach FNP, yeah. which are absolutely not because they want to build a new stadium. Do you know what Everton are? They are the new Portsmouth. <laughs> oh, my God. And I'm not even joking. Like I'm deeply worried about Everton because you have... Portsmouth had exact this exact same situation. They won the FA Cup with Harry Redknapp. Uh, Milosevic, I think, with the... Or Maryland. I can't remember the guy's name that... By their own apartment, but you got serious notions of scrapping Phantom Park altogether and then putting in a massive Riverside Stadium that then was mm-hmm. going to be 42,000, big beautiful curvature, had the plan permission and all, and then all his money dried up because he put so much money into the stadium and the team. And now they're only just now in League One. You know what I mean? It's got so bad now that they like that's the way everything will be. If this stadium falls through, the club falls through, in my opinion. Or at least they or at least they'll have to sell players at such a massive markup. They have to do that, yeah. and the final prong approach. They lost to our youngsters in the FA Cup. Yes, yeah, that was just fantastic to see the, the cherry on the cake, man. The fans went to the training ground and wanted to speak to the sporting director, Michelle Brands, because they were upset at him for not setting up the team properly. It was a full strength team, and they lost to basically James Milner and a lot of people with TikTok accounts. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what happened. And it's so depressing and when Milner that went off injured after nine minutes. Yes, replaced by Adam Lalala, who absolutely does have a TikTok account. Oh, 100%. Yeah. So, guys, our hand of cod then. Uh, I want to go for Ed Woodward. Because, yeah, I'm going to go Woodward. Yeah, because... I would have picked, picked uh, Everton, because why? Why is Everton? <laughs> why is Everton? Why is Everton? We'll never know the answer. Anyway, we're going to finish off on a blockbuster.
Quite simply, if you had to pick a club that <clears> should pick the prior, prioritise the FA Cup over the Premier League, which one and why? Wolves, so they actually have a chance of winning something. I think that's a fair assessment. Unfortunately, Wolves are knocked out of the FA Cup. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they got knocked out yeah, by Man United. Who the fuck are still in it? Well, we have the likes of, uh, I can tell you quite frankly, we've got like Newcastle still in it. Um, let's see what we have. Uh, Fulham. Scott Parker's Fulham knocked out Aston Villa. Uh, Cardiff are there. Southampton are there. Brighton's gone. They got knocked out by Sheffield Wednesday. Watford are yet to play Tramor Rovers in a replay, so they're possible. Norwich, uh, they're one. Man United, they beat Wolves in the replay. Damn. Bournemouth, Man United. Man United. Mm. They I, just, like. They have no chance of winning anything else. They have so. no chance. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else ever. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think. Yeah, probably. <laughs> no, we've got Chelsea next. Oh, yeah. Oh, that should be fun. Sorry, we got, we got Frank Lampard's Chelsea, yeah. So, Mikel Arteta's Arsenal against Frank Lampard's we're Chelsea. We're going to show the girls how you actually beat Chelsea. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> we couldn't even finish now. Uh, uh, if I had to chip in, I'd say Spurs for the exact same reason. Yeah. Like, it is the easiest thing they could acquire, and it would mean that. But it's Spurs, they don't win anything ever. But it's proof of concept for Jose Mourinho Spurs actually working, is what I would say. No, but it's Spurs. I know, yeah. Uh, Burkwa, have you got one to contribute? Wolves. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, that has been a very quick podcast. We have to go. So uh, we'll see you next time uh, on the Liquid Football Podcast. Thanks let's, for listening. Let's drink till we can't feel feelings anymore. Yes. Um, we'll never know what happened to the Liverpool United game. It's gone forever. Yeah.